Welcome to Franklin Covey's Be a Better Leader podcast series. My name's Jennifer Colosimo, and I serve as the president of our enterprise division. Today, we're joined by Franklin Covey's global productivity practice leader and vice president of sales enablement, Corey Kogan. Corey was also one of the primary architects of our change solution. So we're going to discuss how leaders best communicate changes to their team. Not just how do they manage everything through it, but give them the skills to lead them themselves and their teams through that change successfully. Corey, thank you for joining us. Uh, always a pleasure. Glad to be here. Now, you and I both know from experience that leaders can't just announce a change and then expect everybody to follow. Um, can't just do the town hall and think, okay, I told them, so I guess that'll get done. Um, I myself have been unpleasantly surprised about how long some changes take when the announcement's taken the wrong way or they just think, ah, changing things all the time. Um, you've experienced that as well? I, I have over my career. You live and learn. You live and learn. So give us some hints about communication from the beginning and then we'll talk about as the change progresses. Well, thanks, Jen. And it's such a big topic. And, and um, you know, communicating a change doesn't just happen with the communication. It starts, you know, before that. And I think what get, gets missed a lot of times is that leaders are people and have to synthesize the change themselves first. So I think that's a really impo important point to say, well, before I even think about communicating this with my team, where am I on it? Um, and how do I get myself in, a, in the right place with you know, why the change is happening and where we're going with it and getting my own you know, excitement going if that's to be, or, and then there's a whole discussion around if I disagree with the change, but you know, we, can, we can get to that. So a leader first as an individual, like everybody else in the organization needs to get the change communicated to them, and they need to take the steps to proactively find out what's going on, why the change, what the benefits are, what the effects are, all of that. And then they can now turn their attention to, so now how do I think about communicating it to my team so that they go, okay, I, I can see, I see the vision. And even though it's a little terrifying, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a go. Really, really appreciate that, that you've invested the time. What does this mean? What are the things I'm concerned about? It, do I get it? That's probably a big one, especially if it wasn't initiated by the leader that's communicating. You know, we've had several changes uh, in our organization and also some we've worked with from clients. And that second part you got to, once I have my own clarity as a leader, was really preparing, actually having a change story for that initial. What are some of the components you think of when you think of, okay, the first time I'm going to communicate this, that's not the end, but what's going to be in that first communication from your perspective? Okay, and you know what we call that, you mentioned our change solution, what we call that is envision, don't convey. So to your point, you can't just go tell them. And really you need to create 
sort of what we call the case for change. Uh, and, and really sort of, sort of getting these guidelines of, you know, what is the change and why is it happening? How is it gonna be benefit not only the organization or the team, but the people too? Because there's, there's nothing worse for somebody. It's like, well, the organization is gonna do great. And, you know, and, and okay, but hello, what about me? Where do I, you know, fit yeah. into this? So there should be very specific components and very intentional thinking around creating this case for change that's loaded with benefits um, and sort of the pathway to get there. And, you know, some indication that the, the leader and the team and the people are sort of going to localize it down to their level of, okay, so here's the bigger change and how, how are we going to, what do we need to do very specifically to connect to it? It makes sense. I love making a case for change. Some that even looks at historically, where did we come from? How did we get here? What's the why? How does it, and I loved the big piece. What's it mean for this team? versus just presenting it as, well, clearly it's good for the organization. So, right, really getting down to the team. Um, what if, the, and this is a difficult one, you look at it and on, on the face of it, this just really isn't great news for this team, or at least you know they could be very stressed about it. So anytime, for example, something gets reorganized and you think, well, I mean, as you're doing the case for change for a team or an organization, you're not going to say specifically. And Corey, for you, this means, you know, so they're all like, I might get laved off and I don't know how this is good for us. And I would have never reorganized this that way. You know, what if you see some of those big, and you know it as the leader, watch outs, any hints or tips for us on being effective in conveying it, but honoring that this may be a difficult message. You know, it could be any message of so many different reactions to change. And everybody, I mean, it's the way the brain works. Everybody reacts in a sort of a reactive way, in a survival kind of way. And it's always going to be, you know, what about me? And this is a terrible thing. And, you know, and, and all of that. And this is where for a leader, uh, empathy as a communication skill really comes into play. And it's what you said before, the leader can't go, okay, it's a change and just go do it. And, you know, just the way it is. And I mean, you're not gonna get where you, you need it to go. And we also know that once a change happens, it sort of sends people sliding down into what we call disruption or the zone of disruption where everything is upset. So, I mean, it just makes the brain go crazy with, with all of this and exacerbates this, this feeling of, am I gonna get laid off and all of that kind of stuff. And so the leader really needs to create, we like to say really master the skill of dialogue, you know, when, when this happens and in combination with empathy and really being prepared to let the team know that they're gonna sit down with each one of them and really work through some of their feelings. Cause sometimes changes happen. It's just the way it is like a downsizing or you know something like that. And we can't sugarcoat that as we say, but we can be empathetic to what's going on. We can, uh, you know, is there a benefit in you know, them being laid off? I'm, I'm not so sure about that. Right. And we, again, we can't go back to say, well, it's benefiting the organizations, we have to do it. 
so the empathy piece of communication and having a two-way dialogue with these people and even as a leader helping them think through potential next steps and also exploring with them together what they might be able to do i mean if somebody's afraid they're going to be laid off how do we help people sort of get out of the victim mentality a little bit because it could be that and really think through how might they repurpose themselves or what else might be available so they don't end up quitting and staying. So this is totally a leader's responsibility in this day and age with everything that's going on, this need for dialogue um, and the need for empathy uh, are just two skills that I like to say, if you are thinking about going into leadership or you're a leader and you're not interested in those two things, you should think about doing something else. Yeah, um, I, it, it makes me think of something that uh, Dr. Covey used to say, sometimes slow is fast. Uh, and those individual conversations and you look at your calendar and think, that's gonna take me a lot of time. And to get the effective result is, is really what you're going for, that empathy, that dialogue. Last question I'll ask you on this topic, Corey, and there's so much more we could say here, but we've announced, and some of these aren't so, um, aren't such difficult topics. There, we're changing the new CRM system, or uh, there's a new process in place because the acquisition that came is changing some of the processes. Some of them aren't as emotional, but of course, all of what we've said still applies. Once you've announced, what are just some of your main things you're thinking about to ensure that it helps us in that zone to get over to the zone of innovation? Well, uh, you know, in the, the heart of it is, you know, this disruption, right? The change is announced. And so we're changing the CRM. It's like, oh my goodness, really? You're doing that? And that, what we said before, that immediate reaction, because my brain is so wired to the comfort of what I'm doing now. Uh, and if the leader has done a good job with communication and we reach what we call the point of decision, like, okay, I'm, I'm going to give it a try. And then what happens, we give it a try, but it's still uncomfortable, right? Mm-hmm. It's like anything, we, we tried to stop smoking, we tried to what, go on a diet, it's uncomfortable until it becomes a habit. And um, the leader between has to know that there's gonna be, it's almost a one step forward, two steps back kind of, kind of thing. Even if a team member wants to move forward, it's like, no, I'm gonna do this. And then they start to do it, uh, and they get disillusioned. And um, sometimes I like to say a little ashamed. I think we don't talk about shame mm. enough. It's like, I'm, I'm ashamed because I can't get it. So what, how does, what does the leader need to do? You know, this combination of this two-way dialogue and engaging them and, and engaging them and, and really being watchful in, in, you know, what are some of the obstacles that are, and, and having this dialogue, like what's getting in your way in, in, you know, mm-hmm. not, Hey, what's getting in your way, but Hey, you know, what, what are some things I can help you with? Uh, what, you know, what are some things maybe you can work out with you, you know, that we should get the team involved. Uh, what are some things, can I clear the path for you on this? So back to this empathy and really working on, um, you know, what we call these obstacles, these hurdles, 
that they need to jump over and these brick walls that they can't get through that they really need a leader's help for. So those are some of the ways to help them get through what we like to call those squiggly lines, that feeling of one step forward, two steps back to get to like, okay, you know what? This is feeling sort of normal. I think I've got this. And I'm even looking and seeing how else I can use this new CRM. I have some new ideas I can share with the leader. And that's the real breakthrough with change. Well, what I really appreciate, and I think every leader listening or watching us should should land with, is it just isn't a completely sequential line in implementing a change. It's, as you said, you're thinking, this is going great. Everybody's doing X. And then they get disillusioned or even ashamed. I'm not as good as this as, as I was at the previous process. Really helpful from a leadership standpoint so you don't go to bed at night thinking, ah, oh, a setback? That's what we expect. Well, Corey, I really appreciate you being with, uh, with us on this episode. And for all of our listeners, regardless of where the change originates, whether you were part of choosing the new system or getting the change to happen, or whether it came from the outside and we're adjusting to a change that kind of came at us, the leader is the person who's between that change and their team, how they communicate it, how they prep to Corey's conversation around the pre-work do they understand? Have they thought about how this impacts each of the individuals? That initial announcement all has a huge bearing on the success. And then we expect that squiggly line as we go into implementing. Did anything stand out to you as particularly difficult? And is there anything about the actual communicating of the change that you could work on or commit to doing as you lead through change? For some free resources on how to navigate change and turn uncertainty into opportunity, please visit us at franklincovey.com.